You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740 Okay Red light, red light, red light Hit it, baby Welcome to another uh, Cutback Edition Cutback, Uh, why, why, why? We won't talk about the premiere Um, of Dave's Corner Garage Dave is on assignment Oh, I thought he was part of the cutback Actually, he's not on assignment Uh, We just told him to take the weekend off He went to a thousand islands He did a thousand islands He's down in uh, La Belle Province de Montreal Did they actually stop at every one of those thousand islands? There's really a thousand? Yeah, you never been there? Well, who counted them? I've been to King Kingston. Yes. Well, we won't we won't talk <laughs> about, we won't talk about that party later. No, no, I got to go in and out. I didn't have to stay there. But yeah, that's what everybody says. But it's a great yeah. It's a thousand island cruise is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, and we have a lot of people who listen to this show uh, online at Dave'sCornerGarage.com. They get us all the way there, all the way to Kingston, cool down to the states. And I forgot there. I got an email this this week from from a bunch of guys who have a bunch of coffee and bagels in the morning. And uh, some have uh, beer in the morning. Okay. At the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Oh, breakfast beer. Oh, it's phenomenal. That little tomato juice. (laughs) So we just have coffee and bagels and we'll be fine. What have we got coming up in the show today? Well, in the... uh Second half of the show, of course, we, we, of course, I haven't told you yet, we've got Norris McDonald, automotive journalist and car expert and big fan. We're going to talk about, uh, a little talk about a little bit about racing. There's three Canadians in the Indy yeah, series. Yeah. And unfortunately, this week we lost um, a big guy. We lost Sergio Marcioni from Chrysler. Uh, that was pretty devastating. And uh, Norris will be talking about him. He was a super guy, apparently. Yeah, amazing and history. Everybody who's talking about him says how nice a guy he was, how... Uh, you know, we helped the car industry, help Canada. You know yeah. I mean, so we're going to talk about that. But for the most part, our lines are open. Um, we've got me here, <laughs> and Steve may answer some car care questions as well. He likes to do that. Uh, so if you've got a car care question of any kind, if your car won't start, if it's going rrr, 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 but not brrrm, you got a question about that, that or if good. it's making any other kind of sound, because when I, when I touch the brakes, I got a vibration, and it's not a good one. <laughs> we're going to talk about all of that stuff. Right after this break, this is Dave's Corner Garage without Dave. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You can listen to us uh, here or there online at davescornergarage.com. And we take your calls throughout the entire hour. As Al was saying, we've got Norris, Norris McDonald coming up. <laughs> I feel like Lily Tomlin here. <laughs> and, um, is this also, the party to which I am speaking to? <laughs> not right now. Pull your plug. Uh, there's a cool article that uh, we found uh, over the week. Al, actually, Al found it about uh, people over the tender age of sixty mm-hmm. regarding autonomous cars. Exactly, and Steve. we want to take your calls 
as we get into the article because it's really interesting because everybody thinks it's skewed to the, and they hate being called this, I don't doubt it, uh, millennials. Uh-huh. So I guess I don't want to be called a senior. Okay, a well, senior. Let, let, let's, let's, go back to, uh, let's go back to younger people now. As we all know, or we're going to tell you, <laughs> less younger people now are you know, apt to running out and getting their driver's licenses. Um, in, in fact, our pal Sebastian here behind the board, he only got his like about a week ago, and he's already 25 years old. Well, And a lot of it... A lot <laughs> oh, of it, 26. Sorry, I lied. I just made it up anyway. Don't give him a microphone. A lot of it is because the autonomous cars, as the VP from Ford told us when we uh-huh. had the auto show, is focused towards the younger demographic because it's urban-focused. Mm-hmm. So if you're living in downtown Toronto or downtown wherever, you don't really need a car that often. Well, no, but and if you're the, forced the point to... being is you won't have to own a car. True. There, there's no point in owning a car for 24 hours a day when, in fact, you may only be using it for one or two hours. Well, there's that website, was it called Truro? Mm-hmm. That where you, it's basically an Airbnb for cars. So if you have a car that you only use four days a week, people are now renting out that car for like a Tuesday and a Thursday, you're fully insured, mm-hmm. and you use that car. So this this article talks about people who are over the age of 50 who are actually more receptive to the autonomous car than the younger demographic for reasons of safety, mm-hmm. and they're more confident behind the wheel because the wheel they don't have to worry about because if your eyes are going, like yours are. Well, exactly. I mean, we've got an aging population. I mean, right now it, it talks about those people over 65 represent one in seven, but within two decades, within 20 years, a quarter of all the population will be over 65. Um, so those people, that'll be us, eh? No, I never, <laughs> not the way I'm going. Well, the whole thing is, is that, <laughs> as you were just saying earlier, yeah. you know, as people age, I mean, their sight begins to go a little bit. So what, um, you have glasses on right now? All their cognitive <laughs> skills slow down. I mean, they can't react yeah. quite as fast. So, in fact, what they found on this Toyota research thing is that older people are more apt to go for the autonomous car. You know, they'd rather have, they'd feel safer having the car Take care. Take them where they have to go. Um, it can react quicker. It can see better. Yeah. And uh, so they're 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 the only issue with those though. Here's the issue: is that um, because they're not that familiar, older people aren't that familiar with you know new technology. Don't kid yourself. Well, that. okay. Sorry. According to the article, oh, it's an article. <laughs> the article says that I didn't say that. Um, it says there's a longer uh, learning curve for seniors rather than juniors. So you're t- you're just over the uh, <coughs> sixty mark. You're pretty astute at all the stuff going on. Yeah, but the perception I, you know has always been. But here, but you're making fun. But uh, you know, yeah, I wear glasses now. I mean, and I don't see as well, and I probably don't react as well <laughs> as you were looking at my yeah. arm and says, "Oh, what happened to your arm? You I fell, fell out of the boat." Yeah. But I didn't even feel myself falling out of that. No, it was boat, a Heineken so. fall. It was a Heineken fall. <laughs> Heineken maneuver. You thought it was a Heineken maneuver, but it was a Heineken fall. Yeah. But seriously, we want to hear from you. We're going to get more into this article. But if uh, if yeah, you want to know if yeah. if would you be happy to get behind or get into a car that's being controlled by someone else? Or would you rather still have that control yourself? You be the one with your foot on the brake and your hands on the wheel. Um, Want to know who, uh, who's into Look, that? The trucking companies are doing it right now. Everything mm-hmm. is logged. If you're a trucker, uh-huh. you can no longer you know, say you're delivering, but you're having coffee. Everything is logged electronically. They can see where the trucks are going on the highway with GPSs. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the, the, the area of the demographic of, say, 50-plus, what are your thoughts about driving with this kind of vehicle down the road uh, as we go forward? So the lines are wide open, along with 
Uh, any questions you may have about cars uh, for your driving, getting ready for, uh, it's still summer, like it's going to be August in a couple days. Yeah, 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 Hard getting to there, getting there. So uh, we want to take your calls, and uh, they're wide open. Exactly. Um, what did I work on this week? Just trying to think You're working about on that. the bruising on your car, on your arm. Was <laughs> oh. a nice touch. Was it a good dunk in the uh, lake from the the dock? I, I was underneath the water. It was thankfully only three feet, and uh, my life jacket was in the boat, of course, yes. which is the wrong place was for it. Was the life jacket holding the Heinekens? No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Uh, beer is on the pier, um, not not in the boat. I, I like that. We we learned that, and uh, so no, it wasn't like that. I probably consumed a couple beforehand, but uh, now I know why they call the boat. Now I know why they call it being tipsy. It can be. <laughs> because, it can be. Because I tipped out of the boat, eh? So it's like, when you're getting this time of year, what's really, getting really hot, mm-hmm. all right? And uh, are you seeing coming into the garage, people coming in with, should I be changing my oil? Like, what are you seeing the most with people coming in saying, it's this time of the year, what should I be doing with my car? Well, for the most part, I mean, people understand that if they're going to be planning a road trip, because a lot of people do that, yeah. uh, you want to make sure you get items checked on your car. You don't want to leave it till after the fact, or like Dave said, you don't want to meet new... It's nice meeting It's nice meeting new people, but you don't want to do it on the side of the road, you know, putting your thumb out, waiting for a tow truck, stuff like that. Um, especially when it's pointed out to you that, did you not see that your tires were bald, and maybe that's why you got a flat? Um, uh, what I do see a, a fair amount, and it, it, it kind of irks me, is, is that people will just ignore certain sounds that the car makes, until finally it's like really dangerous or the car breaks down altogether. And we get cars in a lot of times that need wheel bearings or have bad tires. Did you not feel the shake? Did you not hear that sound, eh? Um, and and you could have had it done earlier. You could have had it done at, at your, you know, um, what works for you rather than having to be an emergency in the side of the and road. Air, and air conditioning, too. Like, yes, what's going as a matter on with of fact, yeah, we've had a bunch this year. This, uh, this year has been a good air conditioning season. <laughs> when I say good, I mean good for the repair guys. Um, because, yeah, people really want that air conditioner. In fact, I feel bad because we've got a couple of old beaters. You, you see my loaner cars, mm-hmm. have you? Yeah, this lovely car. <laughs> They're free, okay? I like, I like the Flintstone carpets on it, too. They're nice. <laughs> They're free. And... Uh, Two of them, actually, the air conditioning crapped out, and, and when I have to give it to someone, I say, listen, it's a car, and it'll get you to work, That's but true, yeah. do, do you mind the fact that it doesn't have air? And sometimes, and people are so used to air now, they go, no air conditioning? You expect me to drive a car without air conditioning? It's an air conditioner, air conditioner. I know, I know. I, I hang a pine tree from the mirror, but that's not good enough. Okay, listen, we've got some calls coming on right now, and we invite your calls throughout the entire hour. What are your thoughts about autonomous cars? If you're north of 50 or south of 50, we want to hear from you. And we'll have Norris McDonald on shortly about some great ideas of what's coming up for racing and a tribute to the gentleman from uh, Fiat and Chrysler. So, watch us now. Or listen to us online at daiscornergarage.com, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and you can check out our website as well with uh, daiscornergarage.com for some interesting stuff on on blogs. We have uh, some great information on uh, tires from Salem, mm-hmm. uh, how to get in and out of a lease with uh, Jim Matthews from Lease Busters. We give it anyway, gas cards, or that's, that's done already? That's all done, courtesy of Walkaway Debt Protection. And uh, we gave, we had over 1,000, over 2,000 entries for that thing. Yeah, and I think Lant Insurance was involved in that. Everybody was great. So yeah. uh, you in can fact, check us out. In fact, if you're a car fan, go to Lant.com. Or Lant.ca. Lant.ca. They have an amazing page on their website which shows <laughs> yeah. every car 
Um, what do you call them? Uh, car show. Yeah. Yeah, show and shine, things like that, all around the province, perhaps in New York as well. Speaking of New York. Oh, see, you mentioned the anchor bar. You and did. Everybody and, and recovers from the night before. We're going to West Seneca. How far is West Seneca from the anchor bar, Joe? Well, I've got a problem with my uh, battery light. It uh-huh. goes on, and if I drive it a few miles, it goes off. It blink and then go off. What kind and of car is it? A Saturn, 2001. Uh, well, you're most likely going to need an alternator. Well, see, I went there and they said it could be the battery or the alternator. No. No, no the battery wouldn't like... I, it, I know it's kind of confusing because the picture or the little icon is a, of a battery, but that only means that if you drive with that light lit up, your battery will go down. Okay, your battery will be consumed, but the battery is not the cause of the light coming on. Uh, the problem is, is your alternator is not charging the battery, and that's why it's on. Uh-huh. Now, being being an old Saturn, I mean, it, it's not too hard to uh, to pick up. You could probably pick up a used one if you wanted. Just go down by the wrecker, um, you know, the automotive recycler. You that's find what one. I should do. It's you c- could probably pick one up for 50 bucks and have your mechanic put it on. I'm sure it'll work fine. Is that 50 U.S. or 50 Canadian? That's uh, 50 whatever you want. All right. Um, so that's what I would do. Um, but don't continue driving it because it will be, uh, again, your car will die on you and they'll be stuck on the side of the road. Whoa, okay. Thank you very much, because they tried to sell me a battery, too. Well, again, how old's the battery in your car now? Uh, two years. No, you don't need a battery. Yeah, uh, okay. Okay? You tell them Al sent you that that way, okay? <laughs> okay, guy. thank you very much. You're okay. very welcome. The guy, the guy on the radio says I don't need a battery. But isn't it with the alternator? I remember ours had, when ours went... <laughs> Down yeah, the, into the toilet there. Kaputski. Yeah, Kaputski. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy said, you know what, instead of getting a new alternator or, or even a rebuilt one, right. he just changed the belt. <laughs> what? This was just a while ago. He said, do a belt. Do a belt. <laughs> and what, is there a belt for an alternator? Do you have scotch or rye? What kind of belt did you do? Uh, well, I don't know. This is what he told me. No, no, there is a fan belt yeah. on there or a serpentine belt or let's call it an alternator serpentine belt. Serpentine belt? Yeah. Yeah, that's the fancy word. Because okay. remember in the old days... Steve, remember old days, uh, nope. cars used to have V-belts, okay? Right. Because it looked like a little V, it was kind of narrow. And there was multiple belts. You would have a power steering belt, you would have an alternator belt, you would have an air conditioning belt, and all of those would stretch and break and fall off. And finally, the manufacturer said, listen, we're trying to turn everything all at the same time, so why don't we come up with a way to do it with one belt? So now they do it with one belt. It's called a serpentine belt. It has uh, teeth on it. It has grooves on it. It is about... Uh, Three times as wide as a regular V-belt, and uh, they last forever. And this would power everything? Yes. Alternator? Yeah. Battery? Well, because, first of all, the engine, the crankshaft on the bottom of the engine, the big pulley in the bottom, that's where the power is coming from, and it's turning everything else. And as long as the belt tensioner uh, stays uh, working fine, because they they do uh, tend to wear out after a million miles, um, then everything's turning as it should. But you said your battery light was on, and he wanted to put on a fan belt. I don't get it. That's why I didn't go back to him anymore. <laughs> so is your is the battery light still coming on? No, no. This was, this was a couple of years ago. But I remember you were telling me that if your if your car is sitting in the garage right. for more than like two weeks, uh-huh. all right, and you're not using it at all, you should turn it over once in a while. And that, why is that? Because what you have in your car, especially on a modern car rather than an older one, 
is you have... I have a modern car now. Well, that's what's but called... it's the other car. It's an older car. Well, your car has a need for juice, okay? It, it has... Don't we all? Well, you're, you're having one right now. That's, a, that's water. Cheers. Um, so... What 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 your car will have um, is a parasitic draw. That means there are things in the car that need to have keep alive memory. Your radio wants to know what stations you like to listen to. Your power seat wants to know what position you like it to be in, um, and the computer itself needs to be kept alive to uh, to remember so many different things about the engine and all that. So, but that that amount of current being drawn out is cannot exceed a certain amount because if it does, because something else is awry it will kill the battery eventually. So this is why on an, even a normal working car, um, at least every two weeks, maybe three weeks, that car should be started. And not just started, because you can't just shut it off, start up and shut it off. You actually should start it up and have your neighbor take it around the block. And uh, if you or can... Or you should drive it then, not just start it over. Exactly. Um, and let it run for at least 15 or 20 minutes. If I live in a condo, I'd probably suffocate the guy next to me. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Well, All right. Good I hear the music means we got a boogie. Now, we have Norris McDonald coming up after the break uh, with a tribute to the gentleman who uh, really kicked push mm -hmm. for uh, both Fiat and Chrysler. And also, we'll continue taking your calls about autonomous cars. If you're north of 50 or any age, how do you feel about it? Would you do put yourself in back behind the car and uh, in the car and drive it? Are you comfortable with that at all? Really? So give us a call. And, right. and you don't have to be from West Seneca. You could be local. No, you could still be in the anchor bar coming Pawnee across pool. the bridge. Pawnee Pool. Pawnee works. Pool. Woo. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And before we get to Norris McDonald, we have one caller in that okay. you wanted to talk to right now. We're going to talk to Bowden, who's calling in from Toronto, who's got a question or an answer for uh, car batteries uh, to prevent car batteries from going dead, right? Bowden? Yes, yes uh, Dave. Oh, sorry. Yes. A uh, little quick question and suggestion. You may want to advertise your phone number. I had to wait to, to finally pick up on the radio. Okay. It's on there, okay. but uh, it goes a little. It goes by pretty quickly. So go ahead. Not yes, it does. Uh, I've got a '68 Firebird that when battery went dead, and I put the trickle charger on it. How long should I leave it on for? We have to make sure that in fact it's working because as a safety feature, um, because what they want to make sure is that uh, you don't reverse the polarity. So there has to be some voltage there to begin with because if the battery is totally flat, the charger will not initiate. It will not start. Um, do, oh, you have, okay. do you have any idea how many amps it puts out, that charger? I'd have to look at the spec sheets or instructions. Okay. Um, yeah, again, you're going to want to hook up the battery and make sure, you know, uh, positive, positive, negative, negative. Um, you turn positive. the power on. You're negative about that, or you're positive? About I'm positive that? about okay. that. <laughs> and uh, you're going to want to make sure if it's got a, an indicator on it that in fact it's come up, or there's a green light to tell there's you that. There's a continuity light on there, so. Okay, um, you may see a switch now. Depending on how you how long you want to leave it on there, uh, you probably have a low setting, which is probably about two amps, and then you'll probably have a higher one, which could be fifteen or twenty. If you're just going to leave it on overnight, by all means, leave it on the two amp side. Um, if you want to do it quicker, but again, not to leave it all night, you could go with the higher scale. Already? Okay, now I have a semi-autonomous Q50 in my age group. Uh, I love the car. It saved me from backing into things. Uh-huh. Because it's got so, a, the beeper or the camera? Which does it have? Uh, oh, everything. In everything. Automatic braking. Oh, as well. Okay. Did you find that weird the first time it happened to you? You were backing up and all of a sudden you felt the gas pedal come back at you? Yes, I did. Yeah. And I rent a lot of cars, 
and it, it takes me a while to figure out what's chirping at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully there's some indication on the dash that tells you what it is. But uh, uh, so, no, so it's, uh, the people waving at me. <laughs> but you like the you like those autonomous features, do you? Yes, I do. All right, super. Well, Bowden, thanks for calling in. Thank you. The, All right. The only thing I have with the, the some of the little gadgets they have in the car, like with my Honda Accord, uh-huh. uh, it's a newer one, and it has when it's snowing. Yes. God, did I mention that word? And it's, there's a lot of snow in your car. It's a mild day. You're coming out from, a, uh, say, Perry Sound. Mm-hmm. You get to that extension, and the snow sits on the car, right? I know, It'll and it drives the sensors crazy. Beeping. I know, because they're not perfect. So why don't put a heating element on it and just go, it's done. Well, we had Bowden on the phone, and he had himself a, a, a Nissan or a, an Infiniti. And, in fact, uh, guess what? The Infiniti is being reviewed by our pal Norris McDonald in today's... Uh, issue of the wheel section the 2019 qx50 you like that car did you hey listen it's an incredible car uh-huh i uh i i really recommend that you go out and have a test drive even if you're not going to buy one alan go and have a test drive and i think it's a benchmark uh for you know the mid-range suvs going forward now question here i i you know i've read it and it's talking about the power of a six but the fuel economy of a four, you know, uh, certainly yourself and Steve and me and a lot of our listeners, we're just getting used to moving from eights to sixes. Now you're going to tell me that a four cylinder is just as good? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Nissan, uh, which is the parent company of Infinity, uh-huh. has been actually working on trying to solve this problem of how do you get power plus economy they've been going at it for close to 20 years Mm -hmm. and in the last two years uh they came across the formula way to do it and i'll be honest with you alan it's too complicated to explain it on the radio it'd take me 10 minutes (laughs) and, and it would be better if we were on television because then i'd be able to show you diagrams it has to do with uh the depth of the cylinder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when the pistons move up and down yes. in the cylinder, and and they can cut them off at a certain spot, uh, because as you know, the higher higher the ratio, the better fuel mileage you get, mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa for the power. Anyway, they got it figured out, and uh, when we did our test drive over in Niagara Wine Country, right. uh, I was really amazed at the mileage that we got, right. which is about nine liters per hundred. And the fact of the matter is that uh, I, I shouldn't say this on the radio, but I kind of put the pedal to the metal. No, and, no way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. people who listen yeah, to us surprise, have never done that. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, I, and, and I'm telling you, it was like an afterburner kicked in. Really? really? Well, see, my wife has the smaller one. She has the Q50 from last year. And right. uh, it's still got the six, but holy moly, does that car got big cojones. It, it really hauls when you step on it. In fact, and, and, and it does it so quietly on the highway, but the wife usually looks over at the speedo and says, how fast are you going? Could you please slow down? Okay. <laughs> Did mar- I didn't know you married somebody who was Russian. <laughs> All right. On a sad note, we, we lost a star in the car business or the car industry this week. Um, Sergi Marcioni passed away. Uh, unfortunately, he, uh, as a result of some cancer surgery that he had to have, he was about to step down anyways as the president of Chrysler. He was the head of Chrysler for what, about 10, 15 years, was he not? Probably 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the CEO of Fiat originally, 
And of course, they merged at, uh, at his, uh, urging. And, uh, and of course, the word has been around that he has been now been trying to arrange another merger for Fiat Chrysler automobiles to merge with General Motors or Ford. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but you know, the world is changing. Um, how, how many years ago, it, you know, the 50s, the 60s, we had so many car companies in the world, mm-hmm. particularly in North America, uh, and now we're down to not that many. And uh, I think that he was on to something. I think there probably will be another merger at some point. You know, the, I was talking to Roger Penske at the uh, Honda Indy here in Toronto two weeks ago, mm-hmm. just about the automotive industry, not about racing. Right. And, you know, he was saying that it really is a puzzle which way to go now, because you've got uh, fewer manufacturers, um, they're making fewer automobiles. Uh, how is society going? Is, is it going to be car sharing? Um, you know, in other words, are you going to be able to sell the product that you manufacture? Um, do you go electric? Uh, do you go to hydrogen? Uh, do you go to a combination of everything in a, in a series of hybrids? It's a big puzzle. And I think that Marchioni, mm-hmm. for all of his bluster and his showing off, and I mean, he really worked as hard at being a personality as he did at, at being a CEO. Right. Um, I think that he was on to something, that he was, he was essentially saying we have to squeeze the industry in order for the industry to survive. All right, and I want and, to talk about that after the break. Can you hang around for a bit? Oh, for sure. All right, super. That is the voice of uh, Norris McDonald, and uh, we've got the voice of Steve Scheiman right here. Steve Speed, I should say. You that's, like Steve that's Speed? Very, not really, but nope. uh, <laughs> my agent will talk to you later, Rob. Uh, so listen, we're going to get uh, Norris on the phone for a few more minutes, and uh, we want to continue with uh, your feedback on driving with the autonomous cars, the new features that are on right now, and going forward, just letting go and going. Would you let the car do to drive it? Listen, I tried one car where you parallel park. Mm-hmm. It does it by itself. It was phenomenal. All right, we so got to run. More. This This is is Dave's together. Dave's Corner Corner Garage. We'll We'll be be right right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll take your calls for the rest of the hour and uh, some more views from your side as to driving with autonomous cars and the cars you have right now that are very new. Exactly. And uh, blank and blank in the night. And on the line, we've got Norris McDonald, who's been uh, gracious enough to give us some time. Now, we've been talking about Sergio Marcioni and... um, one of the ways that he wanted to, uh, or, or one of the ways, of, of course, you know, if you're going to make cars now, you still got to be concerned about the bottom line. And, and one of the ways to cut back expenses was not to have redundancy. In other words, why do you have to have 10 different car companies trying to reinvent the wheel? Um, so, for example, you know, you're talking about autonomous features. Um, you could have one organization that's working on that and you could all share information rather than each individual company having huge you know areas where they're paying lots of people engineers you know to do that um correct well you know you're 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 onto something but of course this is a bit of an age-old argument that that capitalists (laughs) won't won't really spend much time discussing this is the old business of how many brands of ketchup do we really need? Right, right. right. In other words, ketchup is ketchup. Do we really have to have <laughs> pines and French's and all the rest of it? Well, 
that's because French's is a business unto itself mm-hmm. and, and employs people and they buy tomatoes. And anyway, we go all the way through this. I think what Sergio was talking about, not necessarily um, cutting down on, on, you know, assigning, for example, okay, one, one group of engineers will, will uh, concentrate on aut- autonomous mm-hmm. uh, features. Uh, I really think what he was saying was uh, Christ, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles and General Motors, and I'm just using this as an example, but Fiat Chrysler Automobiles are making cars and trucks, and General Motors are making cars and trucks, so why don't we merge, and we we will continue to make cars and trucks, but there won't be as many options. Let's put it that way. And uh, uh, and and I, as I say, I think he was on to something. Mm-hmm. I think that the industry is going to have to change, and you know, because the world is changing. I think faster than any of us really realize, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, because, of course, General Motors and Ford rejected his advances, mm-hmm. but now it's going to be interesting to see, now that he's gone, whether or not some of these fights were personal mm-hmm. or whether they really were based on sound business practices. Well, some of the manufacturers have done it before. We, we've seen hookups. Uh, for example, General Motors and Toyota hooked up to build the Matrix. Yeah. Um, you Good know, movie. Ford has done it. Um, although I just saw recently that because GM st- stopped making little vans and they were buying them from Nissan, I think, and right. I think I think they've just cut that off. As a matter of fact, because right. they they weren't moving. Well, Ford, of course, has has come out just in the last couple of months and essentially said that going forward they are going to concentrate on trucks mm-hmm. and SUVs and you know the car business. They're not going to get out of the car business. But they're not going to put as much emphasis on it as it has as they have to this point, mm-hmm. and so that's a decision that they're making based on their research. Uh, we're going to find out whether they're right or whether they've misread the situation. All right, Norris, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. Have yourself a great weekend. Hey, it's been a pleasure, and thanks for having me on. Anytime, Norris. Drive safe, my and friend. And if you want to take uh, more information on uh, the cars he was talking about right now, especially with uh, the Nissan, uh, pick up at today's section of uh, the Toronto Star wheel section, and there's some interesting stuff on there. So we'll take your calls for the rest of the hour, and we want to hear about your comments on autonomous cars or anything with the... Uh, what's the sound make when it goes... Rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> it doesn't go... Vroom. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to the summer edition. It's going to be a long summer, I hope. Mm -hmm. Really long. At Dave's Corner Garage. And listen, because it is the weekend, there are a ton of individual car clubs that have these great car shows all over Ontario. I think think Aurelia this weekend is having one. They're expecting something like 400 cars. Yeah, and they've got the Elvis Festival going on in uh, Gollingwood. (laughs) Oh, Elvis Presley. I didn't even know what you're talking about. I, I don't. Do him very well. well but the, oh, don't start. Okay, I'll just be the so, bed. I'll be underneath. Okay, very well underneath. So the the, the, the point of this I'll thing like is that if you're looking for some really good classic car shows, what a puts, <laughs> is that uh, just go to lant.ca, one of our clients, uh, great people, and they've got a listing of all the shows that are on for this weekend and for the next couple of weeks as we head into August. Do you believe this? 
It's going to be August soon. And if you go to one of those shows and you go, I'd really like to get one of those fancy cars, you know, a classic car, um, land to the people you have to speak to as far as insuring it because, you know, you don't have to get the full pop regular insurance. Like, you don't have to call your broker and say, I bought another car, um, and they charge you for a whole year's insurance. Well, everybody you talk about rate. sounds like they were in the mob. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so with land insurance, okay, you're only paying for... First of all, it's an appraised value, yep. and number one. And number two, you're only paying for really the time that you drive it, which is, you know, once a week, perhaps. So, Lant.ca, that's the website. You'll see all the uh, classic car events. And also on our website, at daveskornergarage.com, there's features on there for blogs, especially with some new information from uh, Lease Busters, Crown, Sale and & Tire, and uh, there's some really good information on there. As well, there's a, the quote there from the autonomous cars. So it's, it's, a, it's a big thing that's coming up. Some of it's already here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, are you getting people coming into the garage with saying, you know, I'm getting a little, I'm not quite comfortable with this right now? Can you disconnect? No. Like those sensors? No, no, no. As a matter of fact. I um, would love to disconnect. This is already them. going back on a number of years, in fact. I had a customer with an Infinity, and uh, that car had, let's call it, radar in the front okay um so in other words it had active cruise control so you know how cruise control worked in the past you know you set it and you forget it except you have to watch where you're going because if you were starting to overtake another car you'd, you'd whack into it well they decided that we could put radar on the front of the car and um now the sensors go in in the front bumper or in the front grill and it looks to see what's ahead of you and if it's clear ahead then you're good to clear sailing um, however, on uh, if it does see you coming up towards a car, it maintains a certain distance. So many chevrons, according to my friend Sherry, you're not doing, you can eat two chevrons. I said, uh, what's a chevron? Oh, right. I thought it was things. a gas station. Yeah, yeah. And those Vs, you know, those yep. Vs that they put on the yeah. pavement, which they, they were doing, but they don't do anymore. No, because people, you know what happened? I remember Carrie Schmidt from the OBP telling uh-huh. me this. People were ending up counting them. On the road, while instead of looking at the actual cars ahead of them, <laughs> true. So they might. I, this is not working very well. Well, so what happens is if you uh, it, it it tries to maintain that. Well, what happened one on Buddy's car was that one of the sensors failed, and it happened on that Infinity that you couldn't buy one sensor; you had to buy the set of sensors, and uh, and I think it was something like five hundred dollars. And um, he said, "You mean?" I, and the cruise control defaulted to be not working when it saw an issue with those sensors because it depended on those sensors. So you couldn't just bypass it. You couldn't say, no, uh, don't worry about the sensors, but I want to use my cruise control. It wouldn't work. So that, that's one of the downside. The other downside I see as well, and, and we, you know, we're talking about this Infinity here, and, and that fellow called in from uh, uh, West Seneca? Yeah. How he loves. He's on the, his way back to the. He AGR. loves the fact that the car has these extra toys. So, in other words, when you're backing up, if you're close to the wall or close to a pedestrian, uh, the car will react. And the first thing it does is it pushes back on your gas pedal, which is a weird feeling, and it'll actually apply the brakes and put some beepers on and stuff. Um, but the problem that I see, because I said I mentioned earlier too, my wife has one of these modern cars, and I like the fact that it has um, the light. It has the lights on the mirrors to tell you if there's somebody in your blind spot yeah you know blind spot very cool idea great cool idea except that you got to remember which car you're in because when i drive my old beater it doesn't have those lights so if i look to see if there's some the lights not on i'm going okay it's safe to pass when in fact that car doesn't even have those you do what you're supposed to do is check the blind spot thank you very much all right help you (laughs) dave's corner garage we'll be right back stick around 
<laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Now that red light means uh, you're not in the blind spot right now. No, no, I know, I know. I said it politely. Okay, it's true, but it is true. You know, I, even though I've, you know, the car that I have, yeah, right. Uh, it has the, you put the signal on, you're turning into the right lane, so your right mirror comes on. Yes. But that was standard. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for the other one, which I should, and I still, maybe because it's just force of habit, even though I know if I look at the screen, mm-hmm. we'll see what's going on, but I'm just used to checking my blind spot and looking over there. Yeah, exactly. It's You know what? It, it's, it's a feature to help you, but not to eliminate the need to actually look in the mirror or turn your head around. As a matter of fact... Um, just a couple of years ago, my father-in-law had to go for a retest, and they failed him on the driver's license retest because he didn't turn around to check the blind spot. And uh, he he questioned why he failed, and he said, "Well, uh, because you didn't use uh, you didn't turn around." And he says, "Well, but the car has two mirrors. I looked in the mirror. Isn't that how you do it?" And they said, "Well, yeah, but you got to do both. We need to see you turn your head around because there are blind spots that you can't see." So I wonder if testing's going to change because if you're if you're training if you're learning to drive, don't blame me. The car did it. Yeah, if you're training on a you know on a car that's not brand new. Mm-hmm. You're going to actually go through the course and make sure you check your blind spots. And Still like have that. to do it. But Still have you, to do it. But if you get tested on a new car, say the kid takes his dad's car out. Right. It's got everything there. How mm-hmm. are they going to test it on that? Well, you still have to turn your head around. You, you can't just rely the, on the fact that there may be a camera. Maybe you're right. It comes right up on the screen in front of you. You still have to turn around. You still have to look. Um, you don't want to ha- meet somebody by accident. And, uh, and in fact, that's what part of the problem has been why... We don't see autonomous cars yet on the road. They're coming slowly, but a lot of it had to do with that liability that you're talking about. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, if you're not behind the wheel, I mean, a, an autonomous four-level or five-level car, which is full, there's not even a steering wheel in that car. So it's not like you could take control of it to prevent it from hitting somebody or steering out of the way. You can't do it. So the whole issue was there. Well, who do they charge then if the car has an accident? Like the, the car that I was mentioning, the Brand X, without <laughs> mentioning the name, of the brand, we took it, we were in downtown Toronto here, and uh, so we're in the car, and you press the button, you let go of the wheel, mm-hmm. and it takes it, and it parallel parks all by itself. Right. And there was that lack of trust. But you know what? When it was done, I got out of the car, looked at it, and I went, that was perfect. Yeah, well, you like know what? two I, feet behind me and two feet in front. I didn't bump into a curb. No, we have a relative Which that I, has uh, the X. Actually, <laughs> it's called the Tesla X model. Yes. Um, not your, Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and it did park. Now, it it took so long to do it. It was. I know, but you don't have to do anything. You well, sit there. I, well, I know, except that what happened, what it did was it parked too close to the cars on one side rather than the other. So I couldn't get out of the backseat of the car. Because the door tried to open up, and it said, oh, I see a car there, I can't open up, and it had to close again. So it wasn't perfect. This was absolutely spot on. Yeah. So we tried it again. I came back out of the par- parking spot, mm-hmm. and I there's a TV commercial on with a guy sitting there with his hands behind his head. Mm-hmm. So I did that. There's a police officer walking by, and he sort of gave me this really death stare, going, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I rolled the window down, because the test is so quiet. Right. It's it like makes a streetcar. No, well, it makes no sound at all. Yeah, it's like... So, not quite that sound, but... And I said, listen, we're just doing this uh, aut- autonomously. And he mm-hmm. went, I want to see this. So I went, I felt like betting with the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would have been put me in jail again. And uh, flip the switch, boom, same, exact same distance. It was perfect. Wow, that's... Uh, it took two minutes, but 
who was in a rush. Well, so there you go. So um, as you find yourself that as you're sort of losing your sight, your dexterity, right? That you you're okay with the autonomous car. I think I'm getting more and more comfortable as uh, as we get used to it because mm-hmm. there's a confidence factor in it as well. Yeah, a lot of people have said too. I'm I'm not letting the car take over. I don't think I I, I trust it. I would just like to see people who walk around everywhere mm-hmm. with their phone buds in their ears, yeah. right? Looking down, going through intersections without even looking. They should have sensors on their phones. They should, and they should. It's be a sensor where. If they're getting close to a car, because they're all looking at the concrete or mm-hmm. their phone, yep. you know, and the, the, there should be a beeper that goes off and stops them. You're about to hit a car. Stop and look up. Exactly. And in it's fact, really dangerous down here. In, some, in fact, the pedestrians getting hit in the city, is the numbers are going crazy. Well, you know, Kerry told me the number one reason is people are looking at their phones constantly. Now, you're talking about the walkers or the drivers? Uh, it's, well, almost, both. it's almost 50-50. <laughs> really? Yeah. But but you can't be looking down. And then yeah, there's but, more birds flying around than you care to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, um, yeah, so I, I, I saw it myself. Uh, my wife and I were up in Unionville last weekend, and I would see whole families of four or five people walking down the street, you know, on a family outing. But they're all looking at their phones. And some people had two phones, which I couldn't figure that one out. Anywho. It's crazy. All right, so autonomous cars, that's the future. They're coming. Yep, and there's some interesting articles at davescornergarage.com and you can pick up with uh, various companies that we have on the air for for blogging information. And uh, as you're getting ready, hopefully maybe take your break for the summer holidays. You taking any holidays this year? Uh, I will be because I turned that magic big number, six and five, and um, I think we're going to go to Memphis, something like that. That'd be nice. Well, you know, I like music. I'm, I'm a pretty good drummer, as a matter of fact. Humble, too. I like that. I am. I want to thank Norris McDonald for taking the time to call us. Always uh, interesting. And check out the uh, his articles in the Toronto Wheel section. They are always very interesting. Steve, thanks for coming and sitting beside me. Pleasure. And, uh, oh. Sebastian. we got to thank Sebastian. We do. Ainsley. We do. And, and Ainsley. That's and right in front of you. Don't forget, next week, Jeff Lant uh, will be coming in from Lant Insurance. Stick around. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.